You're listening to CGLY 93.5 in Nelson, 96.5 in the Crawford Bay, 101.5 in the Lower Slocan Valley, and 107.5 in New Denver. We're broadcasting from Unceded Sinaiq's territories, and you're listening to Query. Today on the show, we have a special guest. His name's Ben, so it's just Bria and Ben today. Hello. (laughs) Um... Yeah, so on today's show, um, we talk about queer issues, and um, it's a show for the qu- for the queers, by the queers, and uh, I guess it's for everyone. <laughs> um, yeah, so on today's episode, I guess we're going to talk about um, the the new. Um, f- it's new February. It's just the beginning of February, and. Um, I guess uh, we'll talk about Valentine's Day. Ben, uh, wh- what are your uh, what are your past Valentine's Days like? Have you had a- any good ones? The only memorable Valentine's Day experience I have is winning a raffle in a mall when I was maybe 15 years old. I won a raffle that I put a ticket in, and uh, it was the first thing I'd ever won. I was really excited That's when they really called me up. That's really special. What did you win? I won. I wasn't sure at first, and so I like eagerly went back to the mall a couple of days later, maybe on the 16th or something, and uh, and went to the little kiosk where they had my prize waiting for me, and it was a life-size Valentine's Day themed stuffed teddy bear <laughs> a life-size teddy bear nice yeah uh, the size of a real teddy bear <laughs> a life-size real teddy bear so is that like that's not human size it's like just regular it's somewhere in between human size and like a full bear size mm, oh mm-hmm. but with like a you know heart-shaped red nose and uh valentine's day paws paw pads <laughs> standard cute mm-hmm. um for me, Valentine's Day always comes with like a, a lot of pressure. Um, it's like a day that like you're kind of if you I don't know if you have a partner like maybe you have to like go and spend that time with them and doing something that's like completely unusual from your like regular. Last year on Valentine's Day, I went to this a uh, really fancy restaurant and they were serving like all of these like um, like weird dishes. I remember there being like. I want to say like a mushroom cube, like jelly type thing. And I'm eating this. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh my God, I can't, I can't do this. I just just felt like so out of place. But this Valentine's Day, there is um, a beautiful queer event happening. Oh yeah? Yeah. um, And I think that there's going to be like... um, Pretty cute things happening. Like what sort of, where does this take place? Tell me a little bit about it. Um, actually, I'm not sure. I'll have to get back to you on that. You can look it up. The beautiful queer love event. Um, but I think there's going to be speed dating, which I am going to be a part of. Very nice. <laughs> See you there. <laughs> I've always wondered about speed dating. Have you done it before? I've never been speed dating, no. It seems... I could get into that. I think I could get into it's that. It's kind of like Tinder, but in real life. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. But, I, but like face-to-face and less, um, I don't know, you actually get to talk to people. I feel like there's 
there's the possibility for like a for being like slightly adrenalized, which might be fun as well. Just like warp you with the adrenaline that's pumping through your body <laughs> as you go from person to person. That could be kind of cool. Mm. I, I think I'm supposed to be someone that's going to be like asking questions, but I kind of also want to be a contestant. I don't know if I can like arrange that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah you want to do it all? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That might be a conflict. I'll like set myself up with some hotties. Um, yeah. Have, uh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, so, Ben, I know you, I, well, I don't think you have any skills in this, but you can you can do the best you can here, but I'm I'm definitely going to ask you to analyze some of my dreams today on the show, because um, in the past few days I've just been having the craziest vivid dreams, and I'm just like waking up all the time, like what does it mean? What does it mean, Ben? So you're going to tell me. Perfect. Um, and another exciting thing happening in the community is um, uh, this February, um, we have an event happening at Touchdowns in which um, members can um, hold their art at the at the community. And I think it happens, or at the gallery, and it only happens once every three years. And so if you have any art lying around that you want to be showed at the gallery, do it! Um, I think the deadline is February 6th. Um, I have a bunch of art that I'm going to be bringing, hopefully. Nice. Yeah, I haven't signed up yet, but it seems like really exciting. Yeah, that's cool. I really like those um, uh, community member art shows. I think are really sweet. Yeah, and this one only happens once every three years, so you got to do it. Yeah. If you, if you feel like it, you don't have to do anything, but... But back to the whole Valentine's Day thing. I just looked up the event. It's actually happening at the Royal on Valentine's Day, and it's doors at 6 o'clock, and there's a $10 entrance fee. And there'll be um, blind roulette uh, speed dating, as well as a kissing booth. Um, yeah, and so that's at the Royal. What Have you ever experienced a kissing booth before? No, I've never uh I've never done the kissing booth thing. Like being either the person who's behind the booth or going up there. What about you? No, I've never encountered one before. I've never even seen one. Ben Ben, now's your chance on it Valentine's could, it, it Day. Could be, yeah, it could be my chance. I mean it's a it's an interesting idea. It's an interesting idea to sort of pull into this time and place as well. Uh, well, what do you mean by that? What's what's drawing you to this kissing booth? Well, I'm just surprised that it's a ritual that uh, that is still practiced, I guess, or that is practiced at all mm. this time in this part of the world. <laughs> I guess it makes. I mean, it's sort of like Valentine's Day in general. Yeah, for me. It's like it's sort of a strange, <laughs> like antiquated. Like you're gonna pay money holiday. to. To kiss a stranger? Yeah. <laughs> I, do you pay? Is that normally how it goes? Is that... I guess you have to exchange something. I... Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Saliva. Like, I, I kind of would have assumed that it was maybe like a fundraiser for something. Uh, yeah, okay. That's generally how it is these days, isn't it? It's, there's a fundraiser attached to it. So you get to smooch somebody in exchange. You help fund some cause. And then, And also, like, who... 
who gets to like decide the the level of smooching that is you know that takes place i'd imagine there'd be some sort of consensual conversation beforehand <laughs> but uh I, i'm not sure how these things go like i say i'm gonna have to go and find out for myself um yeah so um i guess hopefully we'll we'll see you all there on uh, on valentine's day um, and that's kind of a fun event, too, because it's something that you can do with your buddies or, like, go by yourself. You don't necessarily have to go with a partner or anyone you're dating. Just kind of l- low-key, low-key and cash. Um, so, one thing that happened to me this weekend is I'm having a little more free time than I am used to, Ben. Um my my schedule is like slightly looser than it has been in the past couple of years mm-hmm. and um so i went out on saturday night i did you did a saturday night outing bria goes raving <laughs> where'd you go um, or maybe um, yeah. well here i'll give you the full story it's kind of like it's funny all right um so i went um i walked into town with a buddy with the intention of grabbing um a beverage and um i wound up sitting with this man what's his name uh i'm not like your typical raver but he he oh it was matt the matt the alien i met him he was such a nice man um and he invited me and my friend to go see his show so we went and it was an interesting experience for me because I I don't know. I guess I was like out of my comfort zone. And um my buddy who I went with was like definitely not out of her comfort zone. She was like gyrating on the dance floor. It was amazing. I'm like, "Oh my god, how are you doing that? How are you moving your bod like that?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> um but it was fun, but I also noticed that um not a queer space, not a not a very queer friendly space. Um the the bathrooms are gendered, which always like makes for an uncomfortable experience for me when you're like sitting in the lineup and and seemingly getting eyes from people like you don't belong, and that could be something that's in my head, but I feel that sometimes. And um, so it would be nice to see some gender neutral bathrooms there. That's all I'm getting at. Um, but more importantly. Um, it's a good place to um uh like express your boundaries cuz you have to. Um there was some creepy dudes there that were um like just they weren't taking no for um like they as it is. They for okay, so if someone says no to you, like if you go up to someone and they want and then they're asking you if you want to dance and then somebody says no to you, um, in my mind, it's obvious that that's not an invitation for you to try harder. And that's what was happening there. And it was really frustrating. Um, so, yeah, if somebody says they don't want to dance with you at the bar, just leave them alone. Um, but I think that for a lot of people, like something simple like that kind of just saying no, it like, I don't know, it's rejection, right? So it's not always taken well. Um, Ben, have you ever experienced rejection in a way that, 
or like you deal with that in a way that is um like positive or anything positive ever come out of that uh out of being rejected yeah or just like not feeling hurt but in, in in a way that like you can move from there and like not feel well i think that I think that any time that you're rejected, whether it's a big rejection or a small slight, uh, you're going to feel it. As a person who's sort of like has their emotional doors open, I don't think that the the point is to not feel it. Okay. I think that, I mean, I'm not saying that that's what you were saying, but like, uh, I guess what I'm getting at is, yeah, definitely. Like I've definitely, I think everybody, everybody feels it unless you're sort of a stone wall which is another thing to look into. Everybody feels rejection of any size. And um, it's just nice to have a reminder afterwards, you know, how, regardless of how much longer afterwards you're able to become aware of it. But uh, it's nice afterwards to be able to just sort of take a breath and reflect on, uh, on the fact that you feel hurt uh, instead of just like moving forward with action. Mm. Uh, that is spurred by that. Yeah, that it, it sounds like rejection. you're you're kind of suggesting that people just sit with that and like sit with the emotions that come with being rejection rejected. Yeah, I feel like it's it's not always, but most of the time, it's good when you feel a big emotion of any sort to sort of just take a moment instead of reacting to it. But uh, unfortunately, it's pretty easy to get like sort of kicked into or spurred into some sort of behavior or action you might regret afterwards. Uh, I think it's fairly common for people to, um, like take that rejection personally, um, and, and making it kind of about themselves. Like, why doesn't this person want to dance with me or something? But it's like, in reality, it's probably not you at all. And you should, or like you, it, yeah, it's not about you, but it's about you respecting other people's boundaries. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And uh, yeah, I think that, uh, I mean, in terms of you, you had asked if I ever got anything good from rejection. Absolutely. If you can take a moment to, to sit down and sort of look at how you're feeling after, or maybe just take a moment, take a breath, give yourself a pat on the back because you know that you're feeling a little hurt and go back to doing whatever you're doing <laughs> respectfully. Um, that's a, that's a, a good practice to exercise for sure. Yeah, totally. Um, so I know that all you listeners are just like waiting for me to bring up the L word because I know that you're all secretly watching it. I know it. Um, I actually, it was just a season finale for people that weren't aware. And like me. <laughs> um, but if you're, if you were an L word fan, you definitely know that they, they put out a new season and, um, I unfortunately watched the very last episode before the whole, the, the whole other seven episodes. So I have a lot of catching up to do. I basically don't know what's going on um but um it's pretty exciting i think it's been like i don't know years and years and years since they've put out a new uh a new season and then like everybody was waiting for it and it's kind of like a guilty pleasure it's like such bad such bad acting 
<laughs> but um, yeah, so maybe when we come back from the break, we can talk about that. Um, and right now, I'm going to put on that song that I meant to put on before because I made an oopsie. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, Mothers, and the song is called Copper Mines. <laughs> We're back listening to Kootenai Co-op Radio here. This is Query, a show by the queer, by the queers, for the queers, and everyone else. Um, uh, so that, uh, Ben, what was that? What were we just listening to there? Uh, that was Copper Mines by mm, Mothers. Nice. Amen. Nice, nice, nice. Um, yeah, so before uh, our little music break, we were talking about Bria's experience at the club. <laughs> Bria's <laughs> big night out. <laughs> yeah, my big night out at the club. Um, and how it was a pretty weird experience for me, but like I had fun, but also uh, just dealing with problems about problems with consent in public spaces. Um, and yeah, so this guy was creepily chasing my friend and wouldn't leave her alone which is just not acceptable and not cool so if somebody says no just leave them alone that's really as easy as that yeah it's pretty simple i think an unfortunate part of that and obviously this is changing but um, i think there's a lot of sort of collective confusion around uh, when people should be pursued or when it should be pushed yeah. in the name of romance there's sort of like a weird narrative that's existed for a while mm. uh, sort of in the middle of the last century i think this whole idea was propagated yeah like when when is it okay to uh like to push and when is it like too much you I, in my mind now i'm seeing this idea of like someone like throwing rocks or something at your window and like that's considered romance because they're like trying to get your attention in the middle of the night but also considered stalking potentially yeah there's (laughs) 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 potentially yeah it's true yeah there's a lot of weird uh, i think there's sort of a lot of weird messages that have been embedded and a lot of media that we all grew up with. And this is like, this is by no means a concept that uh, is new, but there's lots of strange sort of messages about pushing your way into romance, elbowing your way into romance, and mm. proving your worth and proving your interest and stuff that I think lots of folks still have sort of deeply embedded in them and drives and and now right now like the beginning of february there's like extra pressure because as as we were talking about before this valentine's day business where it's like so important for you to like have a date or whatever but i like i don't think romance is just about like one random day that you like tell the the person or the people that you love that you love them you should tell them like every day romance every day nelson (laughs) yeah it's about really like forcing yourself upon people every day (laughs) no i'm just kidding but um (laughs) yeah it's true like so many of the other like calendar holidays that we celebrate right now um the valentine's day is like 
the holiday of love, uh, in quotation marks. And uh, I think we're pretty starved for ritual and culture Mm. in this part of the world right now. And so it's nice to maybe celebrate that in ways, but... It comes out distorted and strange. Well, it is lots of expectations. On that note, I will say that it is kind of nice to have um, holidays uh, or like of any kind around this time of year when people it's just like dark and it's just beginning to be- become lighter and the days are beginning to be longer. For sure, it's nice to have something to celebrate as well, even if it's Valentine's Day. So. I guess I'm just going to switch the topic of the show entirely right now. And I want to talk about my dreams because, I don't know, there must be something in the stars, Ben. I've been having really, really intense dreams lately. Dreams about what? Well, okay. The one that happened last night. Um, I used to I used to be a, um, a tree planter many years ago. And this dream was very, like, tree planter focused. I remember driving um, on the highway um, in a crummy, and a crummy is like this big vehicle where all your tree planters go to work in. And so I was in the front of the cr- uh, of the front of the crummy, and then there was someone else driving, and we were just chugging ch- chugging along there in the crummy. And then we got in a huge car accident, and so all of a sudden there were crowds of people like tons of people surrounding that the accident. And then uh the person that was driving kind of like disappeared somewhere amongst the crowd. And then sneaky. <laughs> and then I went back into the like the larger part of the crummy where there would be lots of people just to like check on things. And then I was being robbed. I was being robbed. People were stealing all the stuff out of the crummy. And I was like, no, you can't do that. Stop stealing my stuff. And then um, as I as I was protecting my stuff, the, the, the robber, robbers, I don't even remember if there were multiple of them, but they started stealing the tires off the, off the, off the vehicle. So they were stealing the tires and then I had to like leave. And then once I left to stop, them stealing the tires. They went and they went back and were stealing my stuff again inside. And so I was trying to like, you know, protect the stuff, but I couldn't. And I was like screaming for help and no, no one would help me, Ben. It's, it's one of the, it's like a classic situation when you're in a crowd and you're like screaming, but nobody can hear you and nobody Mm -hmm. can help you. And what I did in the dream was I just like found one stranger and like went right in their face and was like, help me <laughs> and and that seemed to work mm. i think that's a good a good tactic it's just like go straight for one person uh as opposed to like losing yourself in the crowd yeah maybe that's what it was about maybe i feel like lost in the crowd and i need to focus i need to hone in that's kind on, of my interpretation individual relationships or well i i don't know i just don't want my shit stolen you know what I mean? <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Wait, so during this whole thing, it was like one or maybe multiple robbers, but the mob that had gathered to like witness the accident scene was still present. Yeah. Just sort of hanging out. 
and just like totally oblivious or maybe not even oblivious but just like not caring yeah well they were there for an accident yeah they necessarily there to see a robbery go down yeah and yeah. like what 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 happened to the other person that was in the crummy who just disappeared what about that person huh this, was it just the driver yeah was that the only other person in there it was me and the driver hmm good question yeah i mean like are you so at this point are you trying to figure out what it all means yes ben yeah <laughs> shed <laughs> well, your your wisdom uh well <laughs> i am the authority on. on dreams um we go the obvious route which is like you know you're being driven into a, you're accompanying somebody into a situation and they're driving you into a situation and then you're they're they're creating uh, the environment or the scenario, and then abandoning you within it. Uh, and it sounds like you're forced to meet adversary. Or what is it? What is the word? Ad- Adver- adversary? <laughs> is, that, is that a real word? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, you go for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to own that word. Yeah. yeah. It isn't real. Uh, yeah, you're forced to meet that <laughs> adversary. And uh, that sounds weird. I don't know. I don't know if that's a real word. Um and uh, it seems like the way that you coped with it and and uh, figured it out was to, instead of look, looking at a wall of of people, was to like uh, find one person and create connection with them. Mm, okay, that's nice, Ben. Seems like a, a nice solution. I also thought it was really strange that this dream was um, tree planter oriented because I haven't done that in like over a decade. My, but for some reason, my mind is still there. So what if you think about, like, out of the context of this dream, just in your normal life, if you th- if somebody mentions tree planting, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Or what's the first emotional sort of direction uh, that you go? Um, I guess you spend a lot of time by yourself. So I, for some reason, I think of, like, sitting in parking lots. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like waiting, just sitting in parking lots, waiting. Tree planting in a nutshell. How do you feel about waiting? Oh. Um. I think there was a time when I would have thought that I am a patient per- person, but I feel, I feel maybe less patient than I once did. Do you maybe like expend all of your patience on sitting in parking lots while tree planting? Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe too many parking lot hangouts. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> would you say overall that your tree planting experience was negative or positive? No, I would say it was definitely positive. I think that um, um, it's a really good place for people to find themselves and, um, yeah, to just, uh, bring themselves out of and like out of their comfort zones and out of their element. Have you ever done that, Ben? Come out of my element? <laughs> no. <laughs> I meant tree planting, but. I, I haven't tree planted either. Um, I feel like if you, if you live in DC, it's something that everybody does or everybody has done at some point i feel like i'm one of three people that i know who hasn't tree planted (laughs) before and i don't feel that bad about it where where did you grow up 
Uh, I grew up moving around. Oh, yeah. I grew up partially on Vancouver Island, but moving around mostly. Me too, actually. I know this about you. Uh, where were some of the places that you grew up? Um, I lived in Peterborough and in Barrie. And I did a lot of growing up in Halifax. I moved to Halifax when I was 18. And I just, I feel like I'm such a different person than I, or I, I feel like I was such a different person then than I am now. Which is good. Hopefully you're a different person than you were when you were 18. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's not a bad thing anyway. Yeah. Ben, do you have any dreams that you need me to interpret for you? No, not right now. Was right. that was that putting you on the spot? Like you're not going to tell me your deep, deepest darkest secrets? <laughs> not going to happen. Not today. I've got more. Not I've got more to share if you want. Cjly ninety three point five. They're not ready for it. They're not ready. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. I have one more dream, and it's a reoccurring dream. Um. I, and I, I feel a little bit self-conscious sharing it now because people are going to think I'm like a demon or something like a deep, dark demon. I but think that's why people tune into the station. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for the encouragement. Um, but I have this dream that's reoccurring where I'm always like, like dirty in the gutter. Like I'm really just like in the gutter, disgusting and like hopeless in the gutter. Mm-hmm. And usually it's, I have these dreams, like, when I'm really stressed out. <laughs> but it's awful. I just am, like, eh, like all, like, decrepit and, like, filthy in the gutter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the, that's, like, the full extent of the dream? Or that's just a mm-hmm. sort of, like, a notable, like, trademark of these dreams? Um, It's not the full extent of the dream. Um, But I'm usually, like, panicked and in the gutter. And I'm, like, trying to get out of the gutter, but I can't get out of the gutter. And I'm just like, oh, I guess I'll just stay in my gutter forever. Womp womp. Hmm. Do you... Are, are, there any sort of <laughs> are there any sort of, like, recurring themes in how you get into the gutter? Like, is it is it somebody oh, else led it, you to it, the It's place? usually a series of events that progressively get worse and then it's just like once i'm in the gutter it's like there's no going back there's no going out of the gutter because all of the the like series of events have like led me there Hmm. do you ever escape the gutter and like regain your power no no that's never happened no no not yet (laughs) wow i'm just like the ray of sunshine today yeah Ah. well i mean valentine's day is coming up so yeah it is actually quite nice out it's not usually this nice out today blue skies beautiful yeah on a lighter note mm-hmm. um so what does it maybe mean next time well do you ever do you ever have lucidity in this like are you ever sort of aware of like oh i'm back in the spot again where i'm totally feeble and helpless and i've decrepit. i've only had a lucid dream like when i know that i'm dreaming once before so it doesn't happen to me very mm. often but that was pretty cool well you could try practicing is it dreaming and then once you get into this same situation again you find yourself there if you can become aware of it if you can find somebody to 
create connection with and that might be your their, your savior as it was i in see your what you're doing there you you like joined my two dreams and you 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 gave me a solution with oh you, yeah, you master yeah psychoanalyst and dream interpreter <laughs> at work here okay well i'm happy with that if you're happy i'm happy I don't know. There must be something going on because I'm having like really strange kind of dark dreams. Um, But you know what? I think I'm pretty comfortable with it because um, I like I like dreaming. I like that um, that I'm like capable of doing this. And sometimes I go through periods where I just don't dream at all. Or I guess maybe I probably am dreaming. Like they say that you you dream even if you don't remember them. I think I went through periods when I was smoking a lot of weed in, in which I, like, my dreaming just stopped. Have you, like, is that something that happens? Yeah, it's definitely happened to me. It happened to me this year for a few months. Was it associated with with weed? Nah. Okay. Nah, I've heard that, but I, I don't feel like smoking weed changes mm. dreams for me. Not significantly, anyway. Yeah, it, I just, it, it feels nice to dream and, like, to let your mind run wild and kind of get a little bit of, of like what's going on in your subconscious. It's cool. Sometimes I'm so proud of my dreams and they're <laughs> like the, how creative they can be. Then why won't you share them with us? I just don't feel like they're necessarily <laughs> the ones that are popping to mind. Maybe another time. Okay. On radio. Um, yeah. So I, we were also talking about Valentine's day earlier. Um, and when I think of Valentine's Day, yeah, I think of love and it's like many different forms and like what it does for us and like the places that it takes us and what we learn from it. Um, recently, uh, one of my teachers read this poem, um, and I found it so beautiful and it was really cool. He just... Uh, like recited it to us he just had it memorized like he closed his eyes and just read it to us and i found it very moving so i wanted um i wanted you guys to hear it and and ben graciously volunteered to read it because he's an angel (laughs) (laughs) volunteered is an interesting (laughs) choice of words um but i'm happy to read it for the people of nelson and uh, adjacent communities Uh, So it's called On Love, um, and it's by Khalil Gibran. When love beckons you, follow him, though his ways are hard and steep. And when his wings enfold you, (laughs) and when his wings enfold you, yield to him, though his sword hidden, though the sword hidden among his pinions may wound you. And when he speaks to you, believe him. Though his voice may shatter your dreams as the north wind lays waste the garden. For even as love crowns you, so shall he crucify you. Even as he is for your growth, so is he for your pruning. Even as he ascends to your height and caresses your tenderest branches that quiver in the sun, so shall he descend to your roots and shake them in their clinging to the earth. Like sheaves of corn, he gathers you unto himself. He threshes you to make you naked. He sifts you to free you from your husks. He grinds you to whiteness. He kneads you until you are pl- until you are pliant. 
<clears throat> and then he assigns you to his sacred fire that you may become sacred bread for God's sacred feast. All these things shall love do unto you that you may know the secrets of your heart and in that knowledge become a fragment of life's heart. But if in your fear you would seek only love's peace and love's pleasure, then it is better for you that you cover your nakedness and pass out of love's threshing floor into the seasonless world where you shall laugh, but not all of your laughter, and weep, but not all of your tears. Love gives not but itself and takes not but from itself. Love possesses not, nor would it be possessed. For love is sufficient unto love. When you love, you should not say, God is in my heart, but rather, I am in the heart of God. And think not you can direct the course of love. For love, if it finds you worthy, directs your course. Love has no other desire but to fulfill itself. But if you love and must... <clears throat> but if you love and must needs have desires... Let these be your desires. To melt and be like a running brook that signs its melody, sings its melody in the night. To know the pain of too much tenderness. To be wounded by your own understanding of love. And to bleed willingly and joyfully. To wake at dawn with a winged heart and give thanks for another day of loving. To rest at the noon hour and meditate love's ecstasy. To return home at eventide with gratitude, and then to sleep with a prayer for the beloved in your heart and a song of praise upon your lips. Thanks, Ben. Um, I, uh, I wish you all could have been here watching him do that because it was very entertaining for me. <laughs> I'm glad you had a great time. Um, yeah, so um, I really like that poem because it... Um, it makes me um it makes me think about um all the hard times we go through and um like m maybe in some sense it's worth it cuz it makes you feel things you know let you go deep into yourself what do you think of that poem ben it's nice uh i've read it before i read the prophet once years and years ago um but couldn't really remember it too well, so it was nice to read the poem and revisit it a little bit, but it's always hard to, or not always, but it can be hard to um, pay close attention to what you're reading when you're reading it aloud. Yeah, totally. Um, when I when I heard that poem for the first time, I feel like I was like shaken by it or something, mm -hmm. but I just was like, I couldn't pay attention to anything else. So I was like, oh. Nice. Yeah, I like it when poetry does that to you. Absolutely. It, like, stops you in your tracks. Yeah. Any form of expression that does that, it's great. Um, yeah. So what else do you want to talk about today? Well, we've talked about Valentine's Day and about how we uh, we should all see you guys down at the, the Royal on Valentine's Day, 6 o'clock, everyone. Um, and then we also mentioned about um, how we should respect each other's boundaries. And, you know, we talked about consent. It seems like a recurring thing that we talk about every episode, but we should. Why not? There's a lot to talk about. Yeah. 
Um, and I guess that's a wrap for us today. Um, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week. <laughs>